0: All right, so the Colorado Avalanche uh, win, or win, yeah, lose a, a difficult one. They they had victory, oh, close to victory. They, they came back in this one. They dug themselves a deep hole that they got out of, and you got to give them some credit for, for fighting back. But a penalty at the end, and the Panthers put home a late power play goal. We'll talk about that specific power play that they had and so much other things to get to in this game but the Avs drop another one get your popcorn ready get it stuck in your teeth because we got another episode of locked (laughs) on avalanche coming at you
1: your locked on avalanche your daily podcast on the colorado avalanche part of the locked on podcast network your team every day
0: I was going to be jabbing at the incisors for the majority of this episode. Uh, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche podcast, everybody. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And thank you for making this your first listen of the day. That's always appreciated. Follow us on our social media outlets, LOP underscore Avalanche on Twitter, Locked On Avalanche on Instagram. Questions, comments, concerns, opinions, LockedOnAvalanche at gmail.com. And follow us on our YouTube channel over on YouTube. Hit subscribe. Get notified when a new show goes live and join in the conversation over there, which is always exciting in the comment section. All right, <clears throat> the Avalanche dropped this one five to four to the Panthers. Exciting third period. Um, but that was really it for the Avalanche. And there's so many other things to get. Like it, there, there, there's an added feature now of the Avalanche and things that they're they're not doing. And it's just, y- y- you're, you're playing how you should be playing in the third period, when you're down four to one, like you, like you packed it in almost when, when you were down three to nothing, it seemed like you just packed everything in. And then in the third, it's like, then they're going to start fighting and how they played in the third period and what they did in the third, period, you want to see that for a full 60 minutes. And, and, you know, they're not doing that, but there's a lot to get to in this game. Start with your, your takeaways in this loss.
1: The third period was great. It was nice. It was wonderful. The uh, the comeback story it only helped. We're on ESPN. It's a Disney type comeback. But my fixed. goodness, it was fixed. It was fixed. <laughs> yeah, NHL's fixed. No, but that the the period one was abysmal. Mm-hmm. Period two <gasps> was abysmal-er. I mean, four shots. I mean, come on. You are you're period down that one,
0: bad. <laughs> period one. W- the first half of it was okay. I thought they True. looked all right. Um, they they were kind of like the I'll say they, they that they were the aggressors, but not like not like you saw in the third. Like they they you know they were getting like some good flow in, in the first half of the first period, but then as soon as the Panthers started the the scoring, they packed it in yeah. for the rest of the
1: rest of the first and second. And to make everything worse, this was an ESPN Plus broadcast. No altitude so you didn't have the luxury no of uh, you didn't have a blackout no no, no blackout and, but you didn't have the luxury of Mosher and record telling you something mm-hmm. to soothe your soul when Butchacross is telling you boy this team does not look good and pointing out yeah. things of your power play you're like <clears throat> you know what we really do suck we're just a bad <laughs> hockey team and then you start believing it and it's just like you're watching with your eyeballs this team can't get passes correctly like even nathan mckinnon gave away that stellar third he gave away that just cross ice pass right to bark off and i was like right at the end yeah i was like dude yeah like, that
0: was that was questionable
1: like the passing was bad the positioning was bad in the first two periods um like nothing looked right. So you're watching that and then you're hearing the air quotes for everybody listening. Neutral broadcast. Um, it was whoever had the hot hand. That's who the announcers were well, That's how they
0: that's how they do it in a national broadcast.
1: Yeah. And uh I, I will not speak about broadcasters, but um they uh <laughs> they uh it was just it was a double punch, and then you you felt like you had that chance, you had a goal called back, you got it back, you got the tie back. Yeah, and then you kind of let it slip away at the end, to no fault of your own because Kale McCarr threw it off of Erod's shoe, boot. Yeah, part of his skate. Yeah,
0: yeah. So, but that's what the the Panthers were doing. Like everything the Panthers were, were doing was was right up close to Georgiev. and that's tough to ask him to stop all of the like when there's so much traffic. Like we talk about that all the time, and how how that's how they're missing Gabe Landeskog. He does that. And and Valenciuskin, they both do, they're the best in front of the goalie and they cause havoc. And you saw that firsthand, uh, for what the Panthers were doing. It it was, and then yeah, they they might not, it might not be pretty, but it doesn't matter. Who cares? You know what I mean? And and the Avalanche, so many times, are back to looking for the 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 pretty goals. Mm -hmm. And and the Panthers were just like, we're just gonna stuff this thing down in front of the net. And then, hey, if we make it where you throw it off your your own teammate's skate and it goes into your net, that's still a goal for us. They don't care. And you just saw the difference between how the Avalanche are trying to score until the third. I wrote down, in, in like halfway through the second, I wrote down, th- there's no killer instinct right now from the Avalanche. But then in the third, you saw it. So, you know – I know we always like to take, try to take like silver linings out of this thing. I really hope that's it. I really hope the avalanche look at. We were down four to one in this game. Playing once it started going bad, bad, really bad. Couldn't get anything going. Like the the, the four shots on net in the in the second. second. Um, What do they have in the third? I know at one point it was like. I was going to say at one point it was like. like 12 to nothing. yeah. Um, but I, I really hope they, they, they correct what happened in the first ha- half of the game and even more than that, but then look at the third and say like, that is how we need to play all the time. We can't just go through the motions. Yeah. We can't just, just casually bring the puck up and, and, and Devon Taves on that offsides play. I know like that's when you were, you were really like the, the comeback was in full effect and you scored a goal to tie it that arena is going nuts and you look back and it's a clear as day offsides why because Devontae is kind of just casually skating it like you have to be diligent on every single play drag the leg don't just take just it, that drove me crazy when i saw that because yeah. it's like you fought back and they they eventually scored again so they had to you know they they got the other goal so good for them But you can't have those mistakes when you are in in, in full throttle of a comeback effort. And I just, again, going back to my original point, I really hope the Avs look at that third and say, that's how we need to play for 60 minutes. Stop going through the motions for the first 40 minutes of a game before you decide to kick it into high gear when you're down by three goals.
1: And... You want to see what we got accustomed to last year is that playoff intensity. But if the Avs keep playing this way, the Wild went down against New York. The in overtime,
0: but still in overtime, but they yeah. went
1: down. And then you also had uh Winnipeg got pumped by the Red Wings. Those are mm-hmm. teams ahead of you. Right. What a fantastic turn of events if you would have got two points in this golden match. opportunity. Like Dallas won, but they also lost the uh two nights before. So there's there's some turmoil above you. This would have been the perfect chance to get back into that wild card spot and start climbing your way up, but you're going to have to play with playoff intensity earlier than you anticipated because you're putting yourself in such a bind. Every game's going to be playoff type scenario just to keep your season alive. Like we're we've gone from talking about defending the cup to extending our season because the way they're playing right now, you can't just coast through periods one and two and have to try for 30 minutes it's it's not enough you have to put a full game together and the avalanche have not put a full game together in quite some time no no and
0: and now you're now i mean i still have like faith in this team that they can they can you know start putting some streaks together and start stringing some points together um but you know are, are we at the point Excuse me. Are we at the point where we we're, we we have to just f- kind of say like uh, they just need to get into the playoffs? You know what I mean? Which you know, forget about first place right now for, in, in the yeah. Central. I'm not saying that you can't have this epic comeback, and 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 you know, and if things happen at the top or those teams, you know, a lot can still happen. But you're not even thinking about that right now. You're thinking like we, we literally have to take this uh, period at a time. Like we can't even take it a game at a time right now. We have to take it a period at a time, and we just have to start getting back to how we play. I don't want to hear about who's not there. We know Landeskog's not going to be there for a little while. We know Byram's not. Maybe Natchukin comes back. But you, we said this in the crossover with Armando. There's enough guys back right now that you should be playing like you did in the third period all the time, and and like the, you know, the excuses are out the window. You got to start playing with with uh, that sort of intensity. There was zero once you got down. There was zero intensity, nothing,
1: and it and it, it, just, and it showed. It really showed. And the way to climb out of holes like this that the ABS have put themselves in because of injuries and just their quality of play, you have to start winning periods. And if you're if you lose that first period as bad as you do, we always talk about the patented Jared Bednar intermission talk. Mm-hmm. You have to go out in that second period and play better than you did in the first. It was the yeah. opposite. It was the opposite. Yeah. You you had your back up against the wall, getting embarrassed in your own barn in front of your fans. I heard boo birds in Ball mm. Arena. Like, yeah, that should tell well, you the quality uh, of play that you have. Like you have to wake up, and and they did
0: exactly what I was hoping they would at the at the end of the first. They they got a goal back. You know what I mean? Like so, you're down three to nothing. You get a goal, pretty late. Well, I mean, there was only uh, a couple minutes, uh, if that. Less than a minute. That was at 19.06. Less than a minute with Cagliano. Yeah. So, great. Okay. Did not play that well in, in the first, clearly, but you got one back. Three to one is manageable. Now, you, you, you just regroup, and you come out, you're at home, and, and you, you build on that. And they completely didn't in the second. I, like, A-plus in, in the third. Like you went from uh, maybe your your not your worst period in the first, maybe uh, your worst ten minute stretch, yeah, in the first to maybe your best period of the season in the third. You can't have that dynamic. You can't have such an up and down graph and graph lines from how you're playing and the effort that's that's exuded there. You just you can't. So I uh, you know <clears throat> give them credit for for. Fighting and 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 turning things around in, in the third, um, it's self-imposed. But, you had
1: to fight. It's self-imposed.
0: You had to. And this team, you know, I don't ever think this team is just going to completely just lie down. Not when you have guys like Nathan McKinnon on your team. Uh, but for a little while there, it looked like it in yep. the second. And they had a chance um, to, re, you know, to to either send this thing into overtime or maybe who knows what could happen at the end if you get another goal and, and end this thing. But a no call and then a call kind of doomed the Colorado avalanche. So we'll talk about that and uh, more individual players to get to and stats. And, of course, a sound check that we have to get to. But first, we're going to discuss betonline.net. It's your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. You can get your latest odds and trends for every professional amateur league out there from pro, from, excuse me, pro football college bowl scene is now over, but you can probably bet on who's going to win next year's. And we all know the Auburn Tigers are going to win.
1: Oh, that would make my day.
0: I was going to say the Auburn Tigers are going to win a game. I, I, oh, not, I, yeah. One
1: game. You, you bet. Go <laughs> to freeze. Here we go.
0: Uh, to the basketball season and, of course, the NHL. We've got it all at betonline.net. If you love sports podcasts, you can even find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. That is betonline.net. It's where the game starts. All right. So AVs make this <clears throat> good comeback. They kind of the, the fortunes turn. They start playing with much more energy and jump and and are two goals in 21, 22 seconds between your goal scorers, between Miko Ranton and and uh Nathan McKinnon and your and your cruising. And there is a uh, well, then, then you get, you know, the, the offsides, which is offsides and then Comfort ties it up. OK, now we're fast forwarding to the end. There's a no call, which I don't know how they missed that on, on uh, against JT Comfort, took a high stick right to the grill in the neutral zone. Uh, it wasn't like the puck was against the boards and, you know, they're, they're you know, it's just a, a tight group of guys it was right out in the open they missed it missed the call puck goes into the uh, avalanche defensive zone where miko rantanen does hit nick cousins high but in my opinion and i am not being a homer here he acted with i put up on twitter uh, golden globe-esque award um Miko Miko had a penalty, absolutely, but so did Nick Cousins. But they yep. didn't call an embellishment call. They just called it on Miko, and with 10 seconds left in that power play for uh, the Panthers, again, they get it down low. You had Kachuk just whacking at it. It goes from Kale McCarr to Erod skate into the net. There's three and a half minutes left. Avs can't do anything when they pull the goalie. Nathan McKinnon with some questionable passes in the offensive zone for the avalanche. I don't know really what was going on. Um, and then that, that <clears throat> that's the end of it. It really, you know, you hate seeing a game like that where your team is battling to come back and they have then go to, I don't want to be talking about this. I don't want to be talking about a missed call and then, another missed call in my opinion. Like not saying the refs decided this game because, you know, you play a full 60, but I thought those were
1: two missed calls. Neither of them benefited the avalanche. And this goes back to our points we were making in the first period and the first, uh, in the first segment, Mm -hmm. when the referees were as hot and cold throughout the game, when it came to fighting, um, the calls were just all over the place, inconsistent at best. Mm-hmm. And once you get that that idea that this is how the referees are going to be this game, and then you look at how your power play and your penalty kill have been performing. Colorado, 0 for three on the power play. Florida, two for two. Yeah. You can't allow the referees to dictate the game, which means you have to play a tighter form of hockey. And you played the opposite with the passing. Um, JT not getting the call, the team semi-reacted to it, led to bad plays on the other end, and then of course yeah. the embellishment that did not get called. But that it was at this point in the game that there was a lot of extra after the whistle, A little chirpy, a little chippy. There was blades being, uh, sticks being slashed and broken in half, and no calls and it was starting to get out of hand and that's when you need to start tightening the screws and it just did not happen.
0: I will say though, you know, and, and <laughs> I, I, Miko has to be a little bit smarter there too. Yeah. You know, he can't let his emotion get the best of him there. I, I get his frustration. I would understand it more if the high stick happened to him. Yeah. It didn't even happen. It happened to JT confer and he's kind of like backing up his, play. okay, back up your plan a different way. But, uh, you know, Cousins' head was, you know, he, he was kind of bent over trying to get the butt. You still can't hit him. He's not playing the puck. It's going to be interference. So you have to be smarter than that. So, you know, I, I don't want to sit here and just completely, like, you know, say the refs missed it. It's kind of Miko Rantanen's fault, too, for doing that in that situation. You can't do that. You have to
1: be smarter than that. And um, don't, I know we kind of glossed over it real quick. JT Comfort's goal was so filthy. The one that was uh the, the one that tied it up. Yes. The turnaround yeah. just yeah. desperation bar down. I don't yeah. give JT Comfort enough props on these episodes. I wanted to put it out into the ether now. JT oh, Comfort. Great year. You're good at hockey, my friend. <laughs> he's having a good year. Um and it and it was a huge
0: moment because like we said the Avalanche had the tie goal taken away Mm-hmm. It was it was after I think Comfer was in the penalty box. And so was somebody from from uh, the Panthers, because they they just put him in. The, like you're saying, like, <clears throat> I think the rest were trying to regain control because it seemed like after, you know, it was little scrums here and there. So they put them two in the penalty box and it was a four on four. And if you watch the Panthers during that four on four, they just played keep away. Yeah. For, for almost a minute and a half. Because they knew, you're like, okay, like this Avalanche team, they're they're on a roll right now, and now they have more ice to deal with, and they have all these, you know, these these freaks of nature, offensively. We can't give them the puck. It was almost like overtime, like three on three, where they would go into zone if they didn't like anything, they just bring it right back out. And what happened when they turned it over? Goal by the Avs was disallowed because of the offsides. But you saw, like, that's when the As were humming. And so, okay, I, I genuinely felt like, hey, that sucks that it that it's offsides, and they took the goal away. But just the way the ads are playing, like I I had all the confidence in the world that they were going to get it back. Yeah, because you started to feel like this is the Avalanche team that we know the, this offensive ability that they have. We know that they can do, it. and they did on a great JT Confer goal.
1: Yeah, usually on those calls when the goal is reversed and taken back, you can kind of feel the emotion. Is being pulled out of that moment, and you didn't with the way the ads were playing at that certain moment in time. Yeah. You felt like, okay, that's fine. Let's just line back up, drop the puck. We'll go get the next one. There was there was no hesitation, there was no fear, and I yeah, I was I was with you, Chris. I felt absolutely confident in where this Avalanche team was going, and I didn't feel like it was going to be a detriment yeah. that they pulled it back.
0: No, because like uh, everything happened in a short amount of time. Like this wasn't like. Over the course of the entire game, you were battling back and you hadn't scored in like uh you know 20 minutes, and you finally got that goal that you were just, you know, pounding to get. As were just they were like the the Panthers were in the first, yeah. Where goals were just coming to the abs. So you did. You felt good that they okay, it was disallowed, but you felt like they they could they could get it back. And it was in the second, the abs had some chances. They had some good chances. Uh, from their goal scorers you know Miko Rantanen got a puck five feet away from the goal nobody was around him because the puck was up against the boards on the other side and it I think it was McKinnon who threw it was either him or Erod threw a great pass cross ice he's standing there and he misses the net completely like you don't see that from Miko Rantanen this year he's been he's been great with everything he's doing so, when that happened, I'm like, ah, this is going to be a seven to one game. Like, they can't even yeah. get a puck on net from five
1: feet away. I was thinking the same thing. I think Lekinen, uh, Lekinen Arturi Lekanen, also had an airmel on the goal, a Burkowski special that missed the wide open, <laughs> the yawning cage. And I had that feeling where I was like, oh, I shouldn't have said seven to three. And yesterday's yeah, this right. episode, I was like, that's be seven to gonna... three the other way. I was like, oh, this is going to get me. But no, yeah, I totally, I was, I was like, can we not shoot the puck? How hard is it to hit that net? And well, you had a, a three-on-one that Rantanen dropped back
0: to Nathan McKinnon, and he threw it right into the crest, Yep, right into the logo. <clears throat> um, you had one, it was on a power play where uh, Sam Gerrard was right there and wide open net, but the puck was just bouncing, and he just timed it wrong. you got to time that perfectly as it's hitting the net, and it just bounced right over the, the blade of his stick. So – When things are going wrong, they're going wrong. And when things are going right, and we saw it last year with the ads, when things were going right, it was just like they could do no wrong. And it's this year, it's like nothing can go right. McDermott keeping the ice
1: frozen with all the whiffs that he had. He had had one. Uh, Eric Johnson had had a – Oh, yeah. I would rather whiff
0: completely. Then, you know, take this massive shot that just gets the toe of your yeah. of your blade that just trickles into, <laughs> you know, right into the house. Like that's a little bit more embarrassing.
1: Oh.
0: Um, all right. So stats wise, let's see what we got here. <clears throat> 37. 37 to 31 shots on goal favor of the Panthers. Another 55 to 45 uh, loss in the faceoff percentages, which that just seems to be the number.
1: Yeah, they're just copying and pasting the stats now. (laughs) Uh,
0: Like you said earlier, two for two for the Panthers on the power play, oh, for three for the Avalanche. They have gone from the number one power play unit. At this stage in the season, um, you're going to get a little bit of movement where you are in in the power play ranking. Um, You know, if you're number one and you go through a bad stretch, you might drop down to number three. Um, the abs are now 11 and maybe after this game, maybe they've dropped even further to 12. I, I don't know, but you don't see that that much of a free fall. I mean, what are they one for their last 23 or 24? I think there were one for the last 21 going into this game. If And if that's right, obviously they're one for the last 24.
1: Yeah. I think the last uh, time they got a power play goals before avatar came out. Yeah. <laughs> the first one, uh, <laughs> Um,
0: it, it, it's, if they can correct that, um, yeah, it, it, it would cure so many of the ills right now. It really, really would. It's just, you're not getting, you're, you're not getting the puck into the zone. It's all the stuff that we've been talking about when it's bad, Kyle, when it's bad, it's bad. And it's all
1: for all the same reasons. And especially if you could just net one on the power play. And your penalty kill is usually playing up to speed, not letting everything in. If they're sitting at 50% or 25% of, like, killing off those penalties, that's giving you an advantage. And you're not having these close games that are being forced to extra time and we're having to go overtime and shootouts. That eliminates a lot of it if you get the the power play goal. What we used to do, I mean, Mm -hmm. to go from 1 to 11... This is great math for my four year, uh, my daughter who's in fourth grade, but my goodness, this is yeah. abysmal. Yep. Yeah.
0: Uh, Points-wise, for the Avs, you had three players with two points. You had uh, JT Comfer with one goal and one assist. You had Miko Rantanen with one goal and one assist. And you know who the other player was who had two points? Erod? Curtis McDermott. Yeah, two, <laughs> two assists on the night for Kurt McDirt, Uh, And I thought maybe he had that first goal. And I'm yelling at Caleb McCarr, why are you? You're in the slot. And you're passing it over to the wing to Curtis McDermott. But he, he fired a shot on that, which eventually it, it went to um, Cogliano, who got the first goal. But, uh, hey. I'm not going to question Kyle McCarr. If he wants to
1: pass it to Curtis McDermott, go go ahead for it, man. I don't know. And my two little footnotes, not one single Avalanche member sitting in negative points in the plus minus. Everybody is at net zero or above. Mm-hmm. Martin Cap. one shot.
0: Just, just one. Just and seven, pulse. almost eight minutes of ice time. <clears throat> and you look at Nathan McKinnon, I mean – 11 shots on goal for him um, in the last game, only three, three. I mean, he was trying. I mean, he's always going to, you know, put out his best effort. But um, you had JT Comfort with five shots on goal. You had Miko Renton with six shots on goal. Kel McCarr with another 30-minute night. So, um, I don't know. You had, let's see, Miko, this is Peter Ball put this up. Miko Renton it was still a heated game mostly because of the no call on Comfer and this is quote can't be more clear high stick i'm not going to say anything about the refs i'm just saying it was a high stick
1: um, <laughs> Mr. Rantanen, you were over three on the power play uh, i don't know what that would about I mean, you
0: I, well yeah i mean he's got he's got a right to be upset about it but um, he, i think like we said earlier it's it's a bad call bad no call um you just don't want to see him like kind of lose his head there at yeah. the end. Uh, pretty simple from Jared Bednar. We got to expect to play a full 60 minutes. That's exactly what we've been saying here, that's man. That's my coach. That's, that's my what coach. been saying. Like, you, you just play this third period minus the last three minutes <laughs> on a loop and say that's how we got to play over and over and over again. So, um, I don't know. I, I think – I thought uh, Georgiev – was good when he needed to be. Yeah. I mean, rough first period, but but that was more on the defense than really him. Yeah. And like I said, when 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 you're getting when a team is getting the puck in that close to you, it's tough. Yeah, it's tough. And and you know, I thought he 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 did the best that he could, and he fine. You let up those three goals, like I said, more on the defense and really on you. Uh, but when your team is is in comeback mode, and they're they're just methodically. You know, picking off goals, your job is to keep it there. Yeah, and he did, and he did, with the yeah, exception it, of that power play thing. But that is what it is.
1: Yeah, he didn't allow the momentum to be taken away by letting up just some like fat yeah. little meatball, right. right? And right. even with Kachuk uh, going time after time after time trying to get that goal in, it was Kale McCarter, Erod, to get that goal in on him. So,
0: mm-hmm. right, <clears throat>
1: exactly. So.
0: Uh, just, I don't know. It, it, it's it struggles city for the abs right now. So, um, you know, you gotta, you gotta take this and, and just continue to grow from it. So what do they have one day off? Yeah, they have one day off and then it's, uh, who are the they game here? to get right?
1: Chicago. Oh, come on, please guys, please don't. Yeah, we're gonna oh I don't, buddy. I don't, I don't wanna go there. I know, I know I don't well, want to yeah.
0: say the L word, but if they do, um
1: you have Av fans riding in the streets. I'll have a completely different backdrop. I'll just be crying and <laughs> just like ripping stuff off <laughs> the walls.
0: Uh let's see. I mean we'll talk about the Blackhawks tomorrow, but they hey the Blackhawks are on a two-game winning streak right now. Uh but they are, right twice a day. Yeah. <laughs> Or, or as Goofy says, Broken Clock is right two or three times a day. Hey. Um, are they playing as we're recording this? I don't know if they're playing.
1: I don't think uh, they played.
0: No, they didn't. Are they playing on Wednesday? No, so they got a couple days rest. Um, three days rest, actually.
1: Wow. I think Kane might be out for the year is what I'm hearing as well.
0: Yeah, it's it's, it's I'm hearing it's pot. Well, not because... He couldn't come back from the injury. I think he could. Um, it's just one of those things. Was like, do you shut him down? Yeah. I'm, but if you shut him down, his contract is is up, mm-hmm. and then and then he can just walk if he wants to. So it gets a little dicey there. It, it, it's going to be interesting to see how they navigate that with yeah. him because uh, what's the point in bringing him back? Right? You know, know, you're not going anywhere, but yeah. you would lose out on assets of, of trading him if he wants to be traded. If he doesn't want to be traded, if they've had the conversations where he's like. Don't trade me. I want to finish my career here. I'll go through the the trials and tribulations. Just sign me to you know a couple year deal or something like that. If they've had that conversation, then fine. If they haven't, it's going to be a interesting thing to see what happens with what they do with him. Because you don't want to rush him back either, because then you're hurting yeah. his, his you know his body and his career.
1: So they're going to rush him uh, back to have his Derek Jeter ceremony, where every arena yeah, gives him something. Yeah. So.
0: All right, we'll get to that tomorrow. But one more piece of business to do, and that is our Lockdown Avalanche sound check, where Kyle and I will pick uh, one song that we feel best summarizes the most recent game. Put these songs up on a playlist over on Spotify. Just searched LOA sound check. This is volume two. And follow along whenever we put new I've already thrown these ones up there. So uh, what
1: do you got? Everybody knows me. I'm the heavy metal guy. Let's <laughs> <West> coast hip hop. <laughs> Um, Ooh, on yeah, East Coast. <laughs> oh, see, we're gonna be fighting. We'll never be friends. Yeah, um, we're gonna go with the Dance Hall Crashers. Lost again. <laughs> so sad. Once the, I implore everyone. Once you hear, once this hits the playlist, which it is now, go listen to it. It's a vibe. It's gonna take you back to a moment. You're gonna be like, I don't think I know that song. You're gonna hear it. You go, oh, it's it's a vibe. It's 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 good. It'll console you. You can laugh about this game because it keeps you from crying.
0: Uh, and I am going to go in, in the same realm but in opposite direction in terms of tone. I am totally going for crying. Uh, <laughs> and, and I'm going for uh, Portishead. You know, one of the great underground bands uh, of like the 90s. Um, and their, their biggest hit that they've ever had is called Sour Times. Uh, if it's not a song that you... you, I guarantee you, you know it. If you don't know it by name, by the title, as soon as you hear that, the opening, whatever instrument that is, you'll be like, oh my God, I remember this song. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and it is. It's a downer. It's just... It's dreary. Um, and that's exactly what the Avalanche are going through right now. Um, you, you had the win against Edmonton. You wanted to build on it. And we find ourselves a, another another loss. So all those things that we were saying about keeping your head above water and, and the avalanche were doing that for a little while, but every loss now just crushes you. You just look at the look at the, uh, the, the central, just the divisions and the ads are slotted into the sixth spot right now. It's not really where you want to be. You, you, I mean, you're 12 points up on Arizona. So, you know, you're not really going to drop lower than you are right now in terms of the division, uh, but <sighs> sour times, sour times for the Avalanche. So,
1: I guess we're all going to be uh, Toronto Maple Leafs fans tomorrow, tonight, when they face Nashville. Is that who they're playing? Okay. Yeah. That'll help.
0: that will help. You need every bit of help you can get right now.
1: So, now, yeah, we're now playing that game where we're cheering for everybody that's playing I Central. I know. You're right. So, you hate doing
0: that, but that's where the abs are. So, Hopefully you can pull themselves out of it soon. All right. That will wrap it up for today, everybody. Thank you for tuning in and making this your first listen of the day. It's always appreciated. I know you uh, are probably rage listening right now, but uh, we do appreciate everybody tuning in. Uh, Until tomorrow, he is Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan, and I am Chris Maselli. This is the Lockdown Avalanche Podcast, and we will see you guys tomorrow. Go, Abs, go.